Well, you're listening to the Vital Moments Podcast. My name is David. I'm joined by Ron Baker, the lead pastor of Vital Point Church. And I'm pretty grateful for you because you also you're my dad. How are you doing this Monday morning? I'm ready to go today. So are you? Oh, yeah. My kids were up real early. Um, I didn't get any quiet time this morning. So I'm basically I've been going for three hours almost. So what you're saying is you didn't get time with Jesus. So you're really leading this conversation from the flesh. Oh, or you could say, I'm really trusting that the father will oh. send his spirit to gently follow me like a dove. Yeah. That's pretty, that's not really good because that's Jesus. I'm not Jesus. So maybe no. I am from the flesh already. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I'm doing good. Um, played hockey with you last night. Yeah. Yeah. First time in a few years. It was good to have your old legs out there. Oh, man. <laughs> I will say that um, it took me a bit to get my legs figured out because it just felt like a bit awkward. No, you, you couldn't tell. You could not tell. It was great. So if you are in the Zurich region and are part of Vital Point Church, you can come on Sunday nights at 7 o'clock and fill the arena to yeah. watch incredible men's hockey. <laughs> incredible <laughs> men's hockey. This is a podcast from the flesh. Look at me bragging and, and full of pride. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> no, listen, it, it's it we've had some good feedback yeah. on the podcast. We've had some people, I've had some people talk to me in Poplar mm -hmm. Hill. You had some in Exeter and yeah. You know, I think it's going to be what I love about this David is that we were talking before we press record is that we're just consistently putting content out to help people in their journey mm -hmm. of faith. And that just fires me up, man. Yeah. It's, it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to see the comments come in, like, like people just thanking for the conversation of like, Oh, like, and then there's some really deep comments, which is really cool. Like people are, are really leaning in and i'm like okay how do we respond to this so yeah. like i have to thoughtfully think about <laughs> you respond thanks thanks or or, or just, just thumbs put, up or thumbs up or put nice <laughs> <laughs> or you just say uh you should talk to your connect group about this and let the leaders of vital point church take care of it in living yeah. rooms but no, it is cool. And uh, talk, talking about something great is this past weekend, we wrapped up our series, Faith in the Margins. Um, it, it was this like, kind of like this sad moment for me, I'll be completely honest. As you said, we're wrapping up the series. And I said that we're like, we're in this close of the series for the service. It was just like, man, this one's been so good for me personally. Um, like, it kind of sucks. It's like, I wish we could have had like two, three more weeks, but I understand why it needs to be for coming up to Christmas, but it's like really a beginning of a conversation or continuation yeah. of this conversation of how do we live out our faith in a cultural moment like right now? Yeah. And quickly give us 30 seconds wrapping up the series, chapter one of first Peter. Yeah. What are you hoping for that this series has done for people before we un- like unwrap or wrap up this conversation. Yeah, I believe First Peter chapter one speaks about the importance of not just doing something in the margins, but who you are in the margin. Oh, 
So I think that that's a, that's a bigger piece to what I believe Peter was actually doing when he wrote mm-hmm. that first chapter was grounding us in who we are mm-hmm. and as he refers to the elect exiles and to the reality of what uh, has been secured for us in our relationship with Jesus. And I, I feel like it was an important conversation to help us be grounded in who we are before we understand how we are to live. Hmm. That was 30 seconds. I like it. How? Yeah. It's like who we are. Yeah. Like when he talks about, you know, the reality, like, I love, I love the first, uh, three verse, well, verse three, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you. You know, in this we rejoice. So for me, it, it sets the groundwork for how we are to navigate the complexity of the time which we live. And that is that culture, not Mm -hmm. individuals, but culture generally speaking is not favorable to the message of faith, the Christian faith specifically. So for me, it was like, get grounded in who we are Mm -hmm. And that that piece is critical because if you're not clear on who you are grounded in your mm-hmm. faith in Jesus and the resurrection and the living hope that he is, mm-hmm. then you will find yourself being tossed about to and fro by the culture. Well, okay. So think about that for, for a second, that, that, that thread of thought, finding out who you are as a follower yeah. of Jesus, like, your God-given identity, your gifts and your talents, your abilities, your passions that align with the kingdom of heaven. What's going to end up happening? We have to be real with ourselves. As we discover that, there's going to be challenges within the reality of where we live, of of the jobs that we have, uh, the hockey rinks, the soccer fields, the dance studios, whatever you do, there's going to be challenges in those areas what are you hoping for followers of jesus or people beginning to understand the truths of jesus what are you hoping they do as they face those challenges of discovering who they are well uh, yeah that's a good question because there's a couple thoughts that come to my mind when i think about uh, we have a friend you and i have a mutual friend that is in a work environment that is fairly hostile to faith yeah and I believe that what we need to what we need to figure out and sort out. I mean, we joked about you this morning not having time, you know, in your faith in the morning because the kids are up, and that's understandable. But I believe that in order to be resilient in places that, like we're talking about our friend, for example. You have to have a secured foundation in the person of Jesus Christ so that you can find creative ways to live your faith in those environments. Mm-hmm. And and I, I believe that one of the problems that followers of Jesus have is the inability to listen to others in that space. And I'm not just talking about 
the words they're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the spirit guided ability to hear what's even not being said. And I'm not trying to be all woohoo about it, but I'm just thinking about when someone is lashing out, when someone is aggressively against you mm-hmm. or, or just kind of is indifferent. There's other things that are contributing below the surface mm-hmm. to that reality of that person. And so for me, it's, I, you, being grounded in your walk with Jesus mm-hmm. and then remaining curious. It's the, it's the Ted Lasso thing, being curious. Um, it's that idea of finding out more about what is actually going on. Right. And, and then finding ways to example or demonstrate. I mean, with this week we talked about how, how, love unifies the church but the love is not intended to be captured in the box of the church it is to be displayed for others to see right i want to go to john chapter 17 okay um this is jesus's prayer yep for his people the title of our message this past week was unity in the midst of diversity yeah um you used a few verses um from chapter 17 and you talked about the oneness that jesus prays for right that that unity of god's people may they be one Mm -hmm. focus on that for a second for us yeah i mean that's a tough one for people david i think what can easily be interpreted while we're all just going to believe the same and live the same. And that's not what really what we're talking about. I think the oneness of what Jesus is referring to here amongst many layers of that is his drawing out of understanding that nothing was done outside of his relationship with Mm -hmm. God. And, and I think when I look at that from a, from a biblical understanding of community in the church is that the strength of our faith, the vibrancy of our faith will be determined by our ability to live within the diversity of the body of Christ, which brings about a unity around Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And the strength that we gain from that. Um, you know, there are core things, David, that we have to be grounded in. You know, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, uh, scripture, um, uh, the gifts of the Spirit, and even some of those things, Dave, the gifts of the Spirit. I mean, I there's a diversity in understanding that, but we don't mm-hmm. have to necessarily divide over them, right? Yeah. What's that thing we talked about recently is that, you know, there's these things that come up in church that, you know, you'll die for the four pillars yeah die die for for, divide for debate and uh, and decide decide yeah and those four aspects of that um you know i i just think david it's important to understand Mm -hmm. that i said this in poplar hill and i don't it didn't make it on the video unfortunately for our other sites the enemy would love to divide the church create division because a divided church is a weak church. And the reason why he wants to divide the church is because the enemy knows when the church is united, 
one as in Jesus and the Father are one, it's a dangerous church for all the right reasons, right? Mm -hmm. There's there's kingdom work that happens when there's a unifying factor. Yes, we have differences of opinion. Yes, we have differences of understanding of different things for sure, end times, all that stuff. Yeah. But there's a commonality that we unite around. Mm -hmm. And that creates the oneness. Yeah, and that oneness is, I think I've shared on here before, um, when Han and I moved here, I, I started just really praying and, and asking God, obviously we're moving here we because we want to plant a church that reaches people that are far from Jesus, whether first first time being there or haven't been to church in a long time. But I, he started to reveal this word unity to me. Yeah. As as capital C church, not just Vital Point yeah. Church, yeah. his his church, and um, over the last five years, it, it's been it's been powerful to see in a small town context, the church is starting to become more unified, knitted together, not being silos on the outside of town, but actually part of the fabric of of a town, right? And it's like, yeah, sometimes you're going to create new balls that are going to go down the, or wheels that go down the road, or you're going to help things go th that are already moving. But what I really fixated on this past week with that idea of unity with God's church and God's, God's people is that area where you went to Jeremiah 29, uh, chapter yeah. 29 verses yeah. five to seven, right? Yeah. Let, let me read it for us here and hopefully I don't butcher it. Uh, he says, Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find welfare. Yeah, it was this moment for me, and I think for many others, and I'm hoping that it will continue to open up for many others, that it is not just bunker down in a basement and hide. Yeah. And like you said, right now, often, through all throughout church history, the church thrives in the margin. Yeah. When people know who they are, they know the vision and the mission of the church yeah. and how to stand in there in truth. And marked by love. Yeah. And what I love about, you know, the the passage in Jeremiah as it relates to the like even vital point, for example, yeah. right? The I believe that our God-given assignment, which we call the kingdom assignment for us as a church, is to not start Sunday services, although that is part of who we are. Mm -hmm. It is to create um churches that are engaging the engaging the community with the good news of Jesus Christ which means it becomes part of the fabric of that town which means it meets the needs of that town we often just reduce the gospel and the good news of Jesus to you got to give your life to Jesus and and we do that i mean we baptized lot well, we baptized 50 people in the last year, year. and a bit 
So for me, that's still a critical piece of it. But the gospel, if you look at it from a perspective of Acts 1, uh, it is an expanding, moving out message. Mm-hmm. And our assignment is to engage the good news in the soil. So if it looks like a seed, it's planting that seed in the soil of that town so that it has the best opportunity to represent who Jesus is, but it comes through the body living out the unity and the oneness by love. And that's what he says at the end of that, that that the love would be in them. Mm-hmm. That Jesus says at the end of John 17. Yeah. People, in order for them to truly know the love of Jesus, they have to see the love of Jesus in us. Mm-hmm. And if the church is divided and fighting and angry, like, and I'm, and you talk about unity in a town of the body of Christ, the churches. We're bunny trailing here completely. So I don't know how connect groups are going to figure this out, but, uh, it doesn't mean you go and have a worship service. It's that's not that's not the that's that's fine. That's an activity that you can do, but unity is gathering around a common mission in a town mm-hmm. to bring about hope and healing. Because when the church, is, when we as the church, do find our way in this, and yes, we're going to drop the ball. You know, lost people get found. Lonely fe- people find family. Uh, broken people find healing like if we could just like what what we're initiating i'm not going to open up i'm not going to reveal this yet but what we're initiating particularly in exeter is a trial run of unity around a particular initiative next year we'll talk about that later is a heartbeat on mission of the Mm -hmm. good news of jesus Mm -hmm. that's we're praying will unify yeah right We'll go to this because we can wrap up here because we are going to ask our connect groups to talk about specifically what can they do as a connect group to embody that love within a group to then live on mission. Because we we want our connect groups not just to be a Thursday night hangout, talk about life, confess some things, and then pray for each other. It's then, okay, what are the steps out of here? How do we apply this to our lives? Right? Yeah, I mean that's the that's the reality of how deep our faith will go is our ability to actually apply these things, right? Mm-hmm. You can exegete a passage to the nth degree, but unless you're in community and actually living that out in community, mm-hmm. um then it's 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 nothing, right? Just and, knowledge. It's just knowledge. And I I don't know, David, I think it's an important conversation around in a context of, let's say, a connect group, learning to give room for each other. Yeah. Learning to be for each other. That's how we ended the talk was Jesus is for you. Therefore, I am for you. We are for you. There's that whole movement of churches that are doing for their particular space, like for Exeter, for Clinton, for Poplar Hill in the region, for Forest. Yeah. You know, that, that there's that whole movement out there. And, and my hope and prayer is, is that our connect groups will see beyond just the, we get together once a week to digest this stuff. It actually will compel them to live on mission mm-hmm. and become more than just that meeting. 
but they've got to rustle that down. I think that the genius is already in the room for many of these connect groups and they just need to find that. Absolutely. We don't always have to give it to them is what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. right. Because the, because people that are gathering together are smart and intelligent and insightful, and they have beautiful ways how to connect with their community. And the and spirit, and the, David, and the spirit, the Holy Spirit will lead them into these truths, because ultimately the Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Man, oh man, a little bit of bunny trailing, but we, we brought it back. Not a bad podcast. We brought it back. Our producer, Josh, is like probably rolling his eyes in the background going, guys, get back on track. <laughs> He's used to it. He's used to it. Um, but yeah. Okay. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Dad. Um, yeah. Thanks great. for this series. And you said it was it was been on your heart for the last couple of years. Yeah, a couple of years. So I think uh, I think this has definitely landed well for people and yeah. it marinated and was shaped and formed into something beautiful. So that's what we pray for you guys as you sit in rooms together or you're listening in your car right now that you'd be encouraged. It would actually give you some direction um, to what do I need to do next? How do I be marked by that love and be unified and then live on mission? And um, that's our heart as a church to reach people that are far from Jesus who are exploring and growing. Okay. Anything else there? Uh, leave comments. More comments. More comments. And if you're listening to the podcast form, just podcasts like on Spotify or Apple Music or anything or Apple Podcasts or something like that, leave a review. Yeah. Leave a review. This, it's helpful for us. I mean, we, for all we Even know. Even if it's garbage. <laughs> no, we delete those. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Thanks so much, everyone. Peace out. Have a good one.